life. We declare you as our king. We give you all the praises. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. We say, blessed be thy holy name. For your faithfulness, we thank you. For your kindness, we thank you. For your mercy that endures forever, we thank you. Because your word, our God, bring about freedom and free. Great is thy faithfulness, the saints of this. Great is thy faithfulness. I am that I am. Omnipotent God, worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. We magnify you. Blessed be your holy God. We give Jesus' mighty name. We worship. Amen. I want us to pray and tell God the Lord tonight as I've come. Do not let my life remain the same at the end of today's program. Lord, let your word do that which it can do, is able to do in my life. That at the end of today's program, oh God, there will be a noticeable transformation in reasoning, in my service to you, in my relationship with you. Let's begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Everlasting Father, Lord, we pray tonight. The same way. The Lord God. Transformation in my life. To hear, to learn at your feet. My life in the mighty name. Tonight as I come. Life, oh God. I Life, oh God. Let your name be glorified. Let your be glorified. in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, you adequately I pray in the name that is above every other name. You will show your mighty way. Let the word, let the transformation. Let your word, oh God, will bring about noticeable change. your word, let noticeable transformation in the lives in the name of Jesus. That your word, your word, Lord God Almighty. Mighty name we pray. Amen. Things that the Bible talks about is that the word of God is a light and it's a lamp. And we say light each when 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 a place get littered up. It means that the, the darkness cannot have its way in such an environment. I want us to pray and tell God tonight, the Lord, let your word bring about light to the darkness in my life. That your word, oh God, we remove every darkness in my life that from now henceforth, for any darkness, let's begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that your word, oh God, we bring about light, oh God, into our lives in the name of Jesus. That Jesus. God will light up our lives, that there would not be anything hidden, oh God, any hidden place where the enemy will hide. Let the word let light up my life. Yes, same will hide in the name of Jesus. Let your word breathe in my 
Let your word let it be tonight, oh God. Your word, we bring about that life. Let it cleanse me tonight in the name of Jesus. In mighty name we pray. Amen. Look at the story that we've been reading and will be continuing today, which is the story of Saul and David. We see the deterioration that um that is beginning to happen in 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 Saul's relationship with God. And the Bible talked about how the spirit, the evil spirit from the Lord came upon him and he started misbehaving. Mm. And it's not even once that that happened to him. You can imagine the same person that could speak in tongues that people were asking, is he one of the prophets? The same person now became someone that, you know, this, the evil spirit of the Lord now reside on him. On the, in, on the inside of him. I want us to pray and tell God, Lord, help me, help me that my relationship, oh God, with you, we continue to smoothen up. That my relationship with you, oh God, will not end because we know that as soon as the relationship between man and God ends, the devil take absolute control and that mm-hmm. doom of the individual. So let's pray tonight that Lord have mercy on me. Whatever it is that I might have done, oh God, whatever it is, oh God, that I've done, oh, I didn't do. Whatever it is, that Lord have mercy. That Lord, oh God, to continue to build my relationship with you. To continue to build my relationship with you. That Lord, oh God, I've been saying I was once a Christian. I was a child of God. I was once a I used to talk about Jesus. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for your minds towards us. We bless your holy name, O God, because daily you load us with blessings. Yes, Lord. Benefits. Yes, and Lord. we can see uh, the significant effect of that in mm. our daily lives. Mm. So we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Your holy name, O God. Hallelujah. We have come tonight, O God, set every other thing aside. And focus to learn at your feet. We pray, oh God, that our lives will not remain the same in the name of Jesus. Amen. Righteous Father, and those who need to be here, oh God, tonight, we pray wherever they have, remove all hindrances from their way, oh God, and bring them here in the name of Jesus. Amen. Righteous Father, thank you, Lord. In mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord and good Hallelujah. Good evening. It's another <laughs> precious time to be in the presence of the Lord. Wherever the Lord is, is the house of the Lord. So either you are at work or you are in your car or you are home, God is with you. And that is the beauty of this that we can serve God wherever. We have hallelujah. All right, so we are going into um 
1 Samuel chapter 19 today. Last week we did chapter 18. And uh, Pastor Mrs. Um, really, really uh, did an, uh, an excellent work on that. Let's see how the Holy Spirit will lead us tonight. And I read, I'm reading from um, New International Version, NIV. Verse 1 says, Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David too and warned him, My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and into hiding and stay there. Three, I will go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I will speak to him about you and will tell you what I find out. For Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you. And what he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his, his hands when he killed the Philistines. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Verse 6. So listening to Jonathan and took this hold. As surely as the Lord lives, David will not be pulled to death. So Jonathan called David and told him the whole conversation, he brought him to Saul, and David was with Saul as before. Once more, war broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him, verse 9. But an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand while David was playing the Lord. Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. That night, David made good his escape. 11. Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning. But Micah, David's wife, warned him, if you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow will be, you will be killed. So Micah let David down through a window and he fled and escaped. Then Micah told an idol, took an idol and laid it on, a, on the bed covering it with a garment and putting some goat's hair at the head. When Saul sent the men to capture David, Micah said he is ill. Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told him, bring him up to me in his bed so that I may kill him. But when the men entered, there was the idol in the bed. And at the head was some goods. Saul said to Micah, why did you deceive me 
like this and send my enemy away so that he escape. Micah told him, he said to me, let me get away. Why should I kill you? Verse 18, when David had fled and made his escape, he went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to Nath and stayed there. What came to Saul, David is in Nath as Ramah. So sent men to capture him. But when they saw a group of prophets prophesying with Samuel standing there as their leader, the spirit of God came on Samuel's men and they also prophesied. Saul was told about it and he sent more men and they prophesied too. Saul sent men a third time and they also prophesied. Verse 22. Finally, he himself left for Ammon and went to the great cistern at Sekou. And he asked, where are Samuel and David? Over in Noad at Ramah, they said. So Saul went to Noad at Ramah, but the Spirit of God came even on him. And he walked along prophesying until he came to Noad. He stripped off his garments and he too prophesied in Samuel's presence. He lay naked all that day and all that night. This is why people say, is Saul also among the prophet? May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his word in the name of Jesus. All right, so when we look at this chapter, um, it shows um, a lot of things. And um, one of the things that came to mind while I was reading is, um, one thing is to perpetrate evil. Another thing is to encourage one's child to do the same. Apart from the fact that children learn from what they see, you know, their father or mother or their parents do, we can imagine the kind of evil that Saul is, you know, planting in the heart of Jonathan against David. And not just him, but the reason why I chose Jonathan, because here they said Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. So it wasn't just Jonathan, but it's just, you know, heart-wrenching that you could see things like this happen, you know, from a father to a son. and. I just keep imagining how he was bold enough to say such a thing to his own son to do, knowing that the Bible says when the righteous, you know, come into power, when the righteous rules, there is peace, people rejoice. But when the wicked get into the position of power, people take over. Why? Because the evil that people do have a way of affecting others, not just them. We can imagine a lot that must have been going on just for the fact that the person that God chose for them to be their head has lost his connection with the person who chose him. And that's exactly what happened here. The point where he disobeyed 
and he made the sacrifice he shouldn't have made, from that point on, things had just been going wrong for him. He had just been making bad choices, bad decisions, and even encouraging others to get involved in it with him. And we can see, or we could see here, how, you know, Jonathan, you know, backed off and explained to his own father that, do you have a justifiable reason why you should kill this young man? And one of, one, one of my um, comment the last time, my contribution last weekend or last week, a Bible study was, there are people that they are okay for you to be in a position, they will leave you in a position as much as benefiting them. And when you look at what Jonathan said here, verse four, he said, Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he has done has benefited you greatly. Meaning that everything this young man had done in this kingdom, you have benefited from it. During the period when everybody was fidgeting because, you know, they, they are best in a, you know, Goliath, the Philistines, we roar and everybody would take over. It was this guy that put his own hands. He said, verse five says, he took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistines. He could have just been like every other person. Even those ones with experience and training and everything, they took over. So, so what is your justification for what you want to do? It says the Lord won a great victory for all Israel and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? And do you know that even now, because you are fulfilling destiny, is enough reason for some to come after you. Just because you are living the life God wants you to live. It's not because you did wrong to anyone after. No. But just because you are fulfilling God's purpose for your life, because you are following God's precept. Because when we look at it here, Saul wasn't, he had no, he never for once doubt the fact that David is loyal to the kingdom. He never for once doubted that. He had no doubt about that. The only problem is that God was with him. And my question to us today is, what is wrong in God being with an individual? If your relationship, unfortunately, go bad, with God, or it's not as it used to be, what do we do? We go back to God. His arms are always open. But instead of us going back to God, then we start going against people who are serving God, whose relationship are good with God. 
and we start getting them involved in things they shouldn't get into. Or want to destroy them for no reason. And again, verse 8, it says, once more war broke out. And David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with force for that they fled before him. And look at what happened immediately after that, verse 9. But an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul, and he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand while David was playing the lure. He said, verse 10, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his pair. Somebody that just won a battle, not for himself, but for the whole kingdom. Now look at what happened again. And that's why we always say that let's try as much as possible not to play with sin. Because the little sin can become a huge thing in our lives. That will be hard, so hard for us to find, you know, our stability again. It's a privilege to know God. It's a privilege to serve him. And if you have that privilege, hold it tight there will always be distractions. Always, there will always be distractions. There will always be distractions. Verse 11 says, Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him, kill him in the morning. But make a David's wife warned him. Now, when we look at this verse 11 through to 13, it's basically talking about you know, how after he had escaped in the palace and he left, went home, Saul still sent, will it be right if I say, you know, assassin to go kill him in his house? And now what happened? Now, I want us to pay attention to something. There was a plan, there was a reason why Saul gave a daughter, this very lady, to David. It wasn't because he wanted to. Now, I'm going to dial back a little bit to last week. And I believe that is in verse 20. He said, so, now Saul's daughter, Micah, was in love with David. And when they told Saul about it, he was pleased. Verse 21 says, I will give her to him, he thought so that she may be a snare to him, and so that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David, now you have a second opportunity to become my in-law. Now, that part shows that Micah being in the, land, uh, being in the life of David was a snare. And we saw what happened when he said, okay, go and get me this and this and this. When, if you can get it, then I will give it to you. Now, he won that fight. He went, he even killed more than what he, was, he, you know, he asked him to. He brought it, then he had no choice but to what? To give that to him. Now, 
the scripture says, what the enemy meant for evil, God turned it for my good. That's one. Two, the Bible says that when the way of a man pleases the Lord, it will make even his enemy to be at peace with him. Now, this is Saul's daughter. Jonathan is Saul's son. These two are let me say align themselves with David, plan of their father. And that is what God can do. The enemy might have their own plan, but when we are in tune with God, God will use every instrument that they thought will harm us. God will use it for us. The same people they thought, oh God, let's plant this person in his life or in our life for, for a destruction or for his destruction. God turned it around. Why? Because David is walking in the way of the Lord. He said, when the way of the Lord pleases, when the way of a man pleases the Lord, it will make even his enemy to be at peace with him. So we could see everything here, how God used even those that would have been a snare to him. And I'll just jump to the last part, verse 23. It says, so Saul went to Noah at Ramah, but the Spirit of God came on, even on him, and he walked along prophesying until he came to Noah. Now we can see that when he aligned himself, with prophets, the spirit of God is upon him. But whenever he aligns himself with himself, which is, don't worry, I can handle it. Don't worry, I got this. Don't worry, it's me and me alone. We see what happens. But anytime he aligns himself with the people of God, we see how the spirit of God gets upon him because this is not the first time he's prophesying. When we look at verse 9 of previous chapter, it prophesied there as well. So what that means is that we need to be, you know, in the midst of godly people. We cannot overemphasize that. Oh, I'm a Luna. I want to just be on myself. Huh? It has never paid anyone off. It has never paid anyone. So there is need for us to have that relationship with people of God. Iron sharpened iron. The Bible says when one fall, one will be able to get him up. The reason is because we are meant to help each other. That time of weakness we come is not a is not an if. It's about when. Because we are still in this flesh. What he wanted to do was to go arrest David for him to be brought to him and killed. But look at what happened. So we need to be in tune with God. And when we do that, 
we see things working out for our good. Even things that people might thought this will never happen. God will surprise them for the fact that he thought about it. God himself will surprise them. And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The floor is open for contributions, please. Hallelujah. David wrong for his life. First, um, Jonathan asked him to run. He ran. So, so Steve pursued him, go after him again. The wife also advised him, run. He ran. Then he went to Samuel. Samuel still took him. Let's go. He ran. So, um, what I see in that particular area is that sometimes, yes, God is with you. Um, you don't give yourself to the devil. You don't give devil the chance. David was someone who killed Goliath. He handled the Philistines as um, as toy in his hand. Even if he still want to stand and uh, challenge the saw army and everything, he can still destroy them. But you see all the advice, run. So when you are with God and God is with you, doesn't mean you should give the devil a space to, 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 uh, to, use, to use you or to operate in your life. Is good. Yes, the spirit of God leads us. The spirit of God is helping us. God, God, God is with us. But on our part, we don't give the devil opportunity. We don't give them the chance. So that uh, at the end of the day, the war sometimes is not just um, um, war of flesh in this area. It's a spiritual war that God wants us to fight. And when you are fighting such spiritual war, there are ways of fighting it. You don't just give up yourself. So, um, so being a humble person, David being a humble person, he listened to advice. He listened to people who he know that are directly with him and have a good relationship with him 
and know those are the people who are still protecting him. So he listened to advice, as humble as he is. So we, we can use that to see how humble David has always been. <clears throat> he never argued. He never said, oh, let him come. We will fight it out. No. With the spirit of God in him, with the relationship we have, um, uh, um, he has with God, he never give up to, um, uh, to the devil. He never give up to the, um, um, the, the, the fight that the um, saw is bringing. No. He can fight it with the, with the power he has. He can fight the whole people that are coming, no matter what they are. When he went to fight Goliath, does he have uh, all the whole um, equipment the Goliath and uh, co have? No. But he went and fight it. So he, he is very obedient and he listened to God as well. He does not really like uh, do things on his own. So obedience in this area is very paramount. David is so obedient, he's humble. Um, he doesn't really argue when it comes to things that he knows that is right. So um, it's a way of encouraging us as well. That sometimes, I, I still remember there was a time even uh, our, um, our general overseer, when he was um, the early, early stage of his life, there was a time where he was with his mother back home. When they start um, threatening him and others, he ran as well. So um, it doesn't really mean that you are a child of God. When you, have, when you see problems or things that are coming, it's okay for you to run. It's not a weakness, but it's just like uh, um, out of um, um, uh, uh, a way of uh, showing that you are humble and uh, when you do that, God is with you and God will always fight your battle. It's God that saves, it's God that protects, it's God that takes care. So I just want to um, add to that, that David has been humble, we have been saying that all this while, and this especially show it again as well, that uh, sometimes even if you are, um, you are, um, have all the, um, God, I'm more, I'm more with you and everything. That does not stop you from being humble and listening to the people who are telling you the right thing. So it's very encouraging for us to remain humble in everything we are doing and listen to people. Don't really like argue, especially when it comes to people who are telling you the right thing. So that is just my stake here. But uh, sometimes if it, it is, it's, it's warrants us to run, it's okay for us to run in as much as it's God's leading. So that's my contribution. Thank you, bro, um, Sam. And thank you for everybody in the, on the line. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. I, I love, um, among other things, I mentioned that I do not play with the world. Uh, because honestly, um, people don't just fall one day. I mean, they people don't suddenly fall. Usually, it takes, you know, um, a lot of things that have been happening gradually, gradually, gradually before the real thing happened. 
And that is why we cannot take chances as children of God. If it's prayer that we need, if it's fasting, if it's reading the word of God, whatever we need to do, let's try and do it. Because falling is always hard. To get back up, it's not an easy thing. May God help us in Jesus' name. Thank you, sir. Um, Pastor, I'm seeing Brother Dajo's uh, hands up. Would you want him to go first? Yeah. Yes. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, thank you, Brother Sam, for the powerful ministration. It was mightily blessed. Um, my little contribution is um, from what we read today, there's a part that just stood out to me, and that's because like I could personally relate to that. And that's it's the um advantage, like why it's good to be good, it's good to be personable, it's good to be nice to the people in your surroundings and in your sphere of influence, your work, where you live. It's because David was a good person, it's because the people around him liked him because he's good to them. That's why when his enemies were coming for him, that's why when bad things were happening to him, he had people who warn him on multiple occasions of the danger in front of him. Um, he had Michael warning, he had Jonathan warning. Um, personally, it's happened to me my, where I used to work, where um, I had, it's happened like three times, where I had a colleague literally have a jump on a Zoom call my manager and complain about me. And my manager called me into his office and he told me not to say anything. And, he, and I listened to this person like lie against me basically. And after the call was over, my manager was like, I know what I said was not true, but can you say your part? And I said my part and literally it's like, because of that, I could see, I could know who was my friend or who was not my friend. I could see like the traps laid for me in the whole organization and stuff like that. But like my takeaway basically, it's like, it's very, very important for us to, wherever we are at, like as Christians, as salt of the earth, we should be the kind of people who when we walk into a place, people are happy to see us. People want to be around us because one of the advantages is the fact that they would look out for us and they would tell us when things are coming and like when there are dangers ahead. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And honestly, like, like they say, we are the Bible that people read. And if we that call ourselves Christians don't have good relationship with people, then there are certain things that God will want to do through those people in our lives that he won't be able to do. And that is not God's fault. God has given us all it takes for us to build good relationships with people wherever we find ourselves, at work, at home. You know, you go to places. Oftentimes we 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 leave that to want to say, oh, because we are spiritual. We in fact there's a particular movie that we're currently watching, and we could see that relationship was one not just saved the life of them, the man, but also the man gave his life to Christ and he was able to even stand and fight with other Christians. So many people, we have used our character, our reaction, our action to scare them off. 
But then we carry Bible. The question is, how is that Bible, the word of God we are hearing, um, um, how is it reflecting in our outside world? Thank you, sir. That was a great one. Fantastic contribution. More contributions, please. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Sam. Um, what a powerful contribution both of you have, uh, have had it on here. Uh, this is a very important story. And I, I just want to admonish us that when we're coming together like this, when we read this thing, let the, let the word of God speak to us. And because I can see how we personalize this word to ourselves, we need to be bringing it home so we can actually see the effectiveness of the word of God in our lives. Um, what jumped out to me personally is the relationship between Jonathan, his father, and David. And um, what, what I take out of Jonathan's action is trying to be a mediator between the two of them so that it can actually represent God between the two of them so that the father will not sin against God and David can be protected to fulfill his purpose in life. Because Jonathan already knew that David is going to be the next king. So already knew that the popularity of David is coming up to take him out of the throne. That's pure jealousy. That brings envy. That brings insecurity. And that brings fear that actually running in the heart of Saul. Even though Saul know that his time is up because Samuel told him that, yes, the throne is taken away from him. But because he think that, yes, God put them in there, God is still with him. He still did not believe what Samuel is saying anymore because if he believed what Samuel is saying in the first instance, he would have waited before performing the sacrifice. So we see Jonathan as a mediator here. And Jonathan being a mediator is because he had a knowledge of who God is. He knew what God's expectations are. He told David that, David, let me go and talk to my father because I know he wants to kill you. Let me go and pick some senses into him. Maybe I can use the word of God to influence him. And what did he do? He went and quoted the Bible to his father that the Bible said, thou shalt not kill. It is not good for you to do this. David did not do anything to you for you to kill him. He was quoting the scripture, Deuteronomy. He was quoting to his father for his father not to do what he intend to do because what he wants to do God is against it because Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 10 to 13, talk about it, not to spill the innocent blood among the children of Israel. That is a sin against God. And the son went and talked to him about it, being a mediator over there. But the father, of course, made a vow. He broke another law of the Lord. He wants to kill David. Yes, okay, if I don't kill David, you know, we can see a lot of activities nowadays that people have a wrong intention. They don't like you, but they will not come and ask directly that they don't like you. They will go around and ask somebody else to do their evil work against you. Mm -hmm. That's what Saul was trying to do. He tried to use his evil word against him, told his, his daughter to keep him there so the people can come and kill him. It didn't happen. What did he do? The spirits 
it will it will say oh, this, the evil spirit fall upon him. Use that. They say call it mental insanity. They call it what they call it. Uh, they say oh, it's not it's brain insanity. He wants to use insanity to kill him. Ah, that it was the evil spirit that fall upon me that made me kill David. They always have a wrong motive in you. But Brassam said it. If your way pleases the Lord, it will make your enemy be at peace with you. And if you submit to God, it doesn't matter what way they come. They will come in several ways. You will always come out victorious. Mm -hmm. And that is how God is. Because David continually seek the face of God, continually knew that he has no strength of his own, but his strength belongs to God. If it was me, I beat Goliath, the whole entire Israel behind me, who he saw as a human. David could have said, yes, let me get three people that go and fight the king. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, son of David, when he did later, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Absalom did with his father to say, I'm going to take the throne from his father instead of Solomon. David could have done the same thing. To say, yeah, people are behind me. I am the next to the king. I beat Goliath. Why can't I beat Solomon, uh, David, uh, Saul? But he referenced God in his life. And that's why it continue to be protected. Brad, Brad, did Amala say something that's very important that I want us to key into today? That listen, it's not everybody around you that prays you that are your friends. Mm. But when you continue to do the right thing by the people that are around you, you're honest in your action, in your behavior, that you're not conniving. You're not just smiling in their face just because you want to smile. You're not just doing things just to say, oh, I did it. You're not just acting just to, for people to say, oh, I'm pleasing you. But from your heart, you're doing everything you're doing from the bottom of your heart. It doesn't matter if they plan evil against you, God will rise up and fight for you. People around David knew that David is honest, knew that David loved the Lord, knew that David cared genuinely, knew that David action. It is not what they call a conniving action. He has no ulterior motive for what he's doing. God put him there to do what he's doing, and he's doing it for God. That's why people were able to take him. Even the Philistine, they took him in. The Philistine that he went to kill, they took him in to protect him from Solomon. That's how much you should know. We will get there later on. Philistine protected him. King of Gath protected David from Saul. That's how important it is that the way that you walk with people, the way that you look at people, your reaction to people, let it come from the genuineness of your heart. If you don't like them, don't deal with them. If you don't want to deal with them, stay away from them. Don't come in and be pretend to say, oh, yes, I like uh, Brassam, but I'm going to do things right. But behind Brassam, you're killing him on the, on the back. No, God is not going to support you on when, whenever the war starts. Oh, I like, uh, I like uh, Brayo. Oh, every time you see Brayo, you, you run up to him, you do everything. But behind him, you call him all different kind of names. Let's be honest and be genuine and be godly in our action and stop behaving hypocritically. When we see each other, we smile. When we dispatch, oh, it's evil that we carry all over around us. That's very important to keep that in mind. 
And that's what brother Damala said. The people around you, when they know that you're honest, that's why David is winning. Mm. It's running, but it's not running because it's a loser. It's running because it's a winner. He has places where he can be protected. He has places where he can run to. But when your heart is not pleasing to the Lord, you will not have anywhere to use as a refuge. Mm -hmm. But God will help us to love each other genuinely. But we can't do that unless we love God in the true sense. If we don't love God, we can't love each other. We're just going to be hypocrites. We're going to just say, I love this, I love that, and smiling at each other's face and uh, in our heart, depth of our heart, we bound evil. Because that's what David, that's what Saul did to David. Mm. He, he, he failed the first promise, the second promise, and we can even look at the action of Micah herself. They were out worshipping idol. What did he put on the bed in representation? He brought an idol, a lay idol on the bed. The same thing that Rachel did. You forget, took her idol from his father's house to follow Jacob. Mm -hmm. We have this idol in us. And that idol must die. Mm -hmm. And that idol of hatred, that idol of pretense, that idol of not loving others the way we love ourselves. We, uh, we, we pretend as severe we do, but we don't. But victory at last belongs to God. Let's express true love and genuine love to one another. Thank you, Brad Sam, and uh, thank you, Brad Radid Amala, and uh, Brad, Brad Chicks. God bless you all. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, sir. Uh, honestly, there's nothing I can add to what you said. It just covered a lot. Um, I'm still saying, Bradid Amala. You can go ahead, sir. I was applauding Pastor Neil. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, do we have uh, one more contributions before I hand over to Pastor? Yeah, um, thank you very much. Um, my own contribution is that, you know, um, never feel comfortable, you know, among your enemies. Um, no matter, you know, what they pretend to be, because if they tried before they can always try again and david was never comfortable he knew exactly who Saul was he knew that Saul wasn't going to change so you know no matter what the peace that jonathan made between them he was never comfortable yeah he went over there to play for him but guess what he was at his guard if was not if he was not at his guard, it could have been a different day we were talking about. Saul could have killed him, but he never felt comfortable. And only God can hand you to your enemies. Because nobody can do. Only what God have ordered that can happen. Because you know, as Brother Sam say, you know, even your enemy can be your your best friend in times of trouble and we can see you know how tall children try to uh, i mean even save um david even the one that you know saw was hoping that that can kill david even she even saved david because 
that wasn't by mistake. I mean, it's not like she she I mean he was planning to give her any way to, to marry to David, but he know what kind of person she is, how evil she is. That's the reason why he allowed her to get married to David. Because he himself don't have to kill David anymore. She he was expecting her to kill David. But it was in our place. And again, you know, at the end, you know, when Saul went to Samuel's place, you know, he could have killed, he could have killed Saul, I mean, he could have killed Samuel. Because the Lord intervened to send a spirit on him for him to be able to prophesy and forget about what he went there to do. Samuel could have lost his life there. Saul is ready to kill and destroy anyone that wants to, 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 to camp David. He cannot, he will not back down for anybody, doesn't matter who you are. But the Lord intervened in the behalf of Samuel, in order for Samuel, I mean, in order for Saul to start prophesying and start doing things. It was not done before. It was just a distraction, a way so that he would not kill the prophet because that was not him that's supposed to do that. And I pray that the Lord will help us, that our enemy will not have any victory over us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Um, while you're talking, one thing that came to mind is this, uh, um, this this statement I usually hear when I was growing up when they would say, Tio long, but if you're tiny, honey, and I just see, and what that means is that when God had shown you who your enemies are, it is, they can't kill you anymore. You know, because you know who they are. The question is, after God had shown us who certain people have, how do we deal with them? Because like you mentioned, David knew who Saul was and his mind about him. And he didn't take it for granted because some of us, probably God had shown us certain things. We know, but we still take it for granted. And truly, it could have just pinned him to the wall and that would have ended what God had for him. So we need to stay in tune with God because without it, to achieve that which he has created us to achieve might be unattainable. May God help us in Jesus' name. I'll hand over to Pastor. And thank you, everyone. Praise the Lord. Sorry, I was the one that messed up with the... Uh, I, I just have one contribution before I will let um, Pastor take over. If that is um, acceptable, Brasa. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Sir. I just want to appreciate everyone. But one thing I just want to say tonight is that I just want to emphasize a little bit on what Bram, Bram Mike just mentioned. 
you know, everybody has already said so much thing. But one thing that I want us to actually capitalize on again tonight is that, you know, when um, David ran away as in running to, to um, Samuel for safety, and we can see how he took him away and hide him. And after hiding him, we saw that, okay, people, they started prophesying. Another person said of people that Saul sent to them prophesying. And to the point that Saul himself has to come. But I think sometimes when, he, when, he, when you're actually chasing someone and you couldn't actually get hold of that person, and you see the spirit of God surrounding that person, I think it's high time for you to step back. Because Saul did not step back. He went ahead again, trying to say that, okay, if you guys couldn't get hold of him, I will get a hold of him by myself. He went ahead. And what happened? Everyone that had been there, they've been prophesying without being naked. Did you see how God brought shame to the life of Saul? Did you see how God, you know, useless him? Imagine a king of your, a whole nation prophesying, being naked. That's the, there's, there's a meaning to that. And that is the reason why the Bible told us about, you know, when God arises, he said his enemies scattered. That is what he said. And one thing is this, this, Today is telling us if you have been pursuing someone and you keep on pursuing that person and you know this person is actually working for God, please, especially when he's the, you know, anointed man of God, please, let's watch out. Let's watch out because he already, the Bible already says that the, the, the righteous will be glad and they will rejoice forever. But the wicked, they will melt away like the fire met the wax. So it's really very important that we understand this. And he said they will be driving away like a smoke of a fire. Hmm. So it is really very, let's just have this in mind. If you think, oh, okay, I can get him or I can get her. We saw what happened to Saul. Even with that, you know, the way he was, he was useless alone should have even stopped him. But he still went ahead. I pray that the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Rasam. Thank you, everybody. What a very interesting topic tonight. But if we bring it on, I think every one of us have a role to play in our life. And I pray that everything that we've heard tonight, uh, they will not stand against us in the day of judgment in the name of Jesus. Saul was won several many times. Everybody warned him. Everybody told him, this is what the Lord's intention had, to walk rightly with the Lord. When the righteous rule, people rejoice. But when the evil one rules, it's a catastrophe all over the place. But because it chose not to yield to the right thing what God said, look how embarrassing it was. He's not a prophet. God was just telling him that he's a mighty man that have the control over everybody. So if you are going after the one that I have chosen, I can embarrass you and make you just become as useless as you can be. And that's what God does. And for all of us that are standing in light today, 
I pray any enemy that want to come after you or trying to humiliate you or trying to stop you from achieving your purpose in life, God will shame them in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know if you get that prayer, if you want to say amen to it, it's up to you. But I say anybody that's trying to chase you down, to limit the work of God in your life, to stop you from achieving your God purpose in your life, today, God will shame them in the mighty name of God. They will put a shame for you. Because you did not have any wrong intention. You have no motive. All you're doing is loving. And as long as you continue to love, God will continue to fight for you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And let's just turn that to prayer tonight. God, Lord, I thank you because you have confirmed in my life that you're fighting for me. And as long as I continue to continue to please you, Lord, you will not stop fighting for me. That everyone that is sitting in the corner of my life, anyone that has and you uh, mean for have wrong intention in me in as he intervened for David, intervened for me, intervened for my family, intervened for my children, intervened for my wife, uh, intervened for every member of Victory Temple Chantilly, anybody, anywhere uh, that they're thinking that we don't even know who, Lord God Almighty, that they have a wrong motive, uh, they have a wrong intention. Father, intervene on our behalf uh, and silence them, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Time to shame in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray, Lord God Almighty, that Lord, if they need to repent and they want to act like Saul, Father, arise on our behalf and silence them, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. We give you praise tonight in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, Amen. Uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't have anybody to fight for you. You don't have anybody to fight for you. Uh, David had the Lord. He held on to the Lord. He went to battle with the Lord. He fought his battle with the Lord. And he continued to win with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You must accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. All you have to do tonight is just let him know that you're sorry for not acknowledging him for this while. For tonight, your heart is ready to accept him. Just tell him, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe you died and rose from death for me. Tonight, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my personal savior. And I confess you tonight, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and personal savior. If you say that prayer, we pray that the Lord God Almighty, Holy Spirit, fall upon you and start guiding you, directing you, and leading you, and protect you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Look for Bible-believing church close to you. Tell them you have just accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. They will walk with you. If you can't find a Bible-believing church, go on the internet. Type rccg.org. You will find the Redeemed Christian Church of God close to you. Tell them you have just accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. They will walk with you. And the rest of us, we've heard it. Let's be nice. It doesn't cost to be nice. It costs a lot to, be, to, 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 be, to, be, to not be nice. It caused Saul embarrassment. It caused him his throne. It caused him shame. It emptied him and naked him in the public. That is what not being kind does. So let's love each other as we love ourselves. And that's what Jonathan was trying to do. And that's what we should be doing. That love God with all our heart, then his love will transcend into our heart to love one another. May God continue to bless us all. As we go to bed tonight, I plead the blood of Jesus upon our lives. 
that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. All our home will be protected by the angelic host from heaven in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That we will have a sound sleep tonight, a good rest tonight, and all our dream will be fruitful dream. Uh, that everyone that may want to show up in our dream while we're sleeping, Holy Spirit will meet with them. God will meet with them in our dream and give us victory in our dream that we will wake up energetic tomorrow, we will wake up healthy tomorrow to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I'm the one the Lord has blessed, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sam, for leading. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, just to remind you, uh, starting Sunday night, we will be doing a Thanksgiving reinforcement into the new year for seven days that we normally do at the end of the year. We're just going to praise God into the new year, 7.30, starting Sunday through the rest of the month, um, Sunday the 26th, every, every day from 7.30 in the evening to the end of the year, and uh, we will celebrate the last day at the church that night. So please mark your calendar, 7.30, starting Sunday night. We're just going to thank God for one hour, and uh, God will help us to just thanksgiving reinforcement, because God has been great to us. We went through pandemic, we come out strong. This year, God has been great to us, and God will help us through in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everybody, for joining. God bless you. Cover you with the blood of Jesus. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you. Love you guys. Thank you, Brasham. Thank you. Let us share the grace. We share the grace already, right? We did. Hallelujah. Have a good night. Thank you, Brasham. Say hello to my sister for me. God bless you, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Love you. Good night. <laughs>